Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews, where we are going to discuss the final episode of Bodies, number eight, Know You Are Loved, written by Paul Tomlin, directed by Haolu Wong once again. I think it was a satisfactory enough ending to the season. I still have a lot of questions in regards to some of the new lives that the detectives would be leading but for the most part it ended where it needed to it gave us a little bit of this could be a continuation of a story and i kind of want it to be the continuation of a story despite the fact that there is no no plans whatsoever to make a follow-up series it was a self-contained story but i i really like the people we met along the journey which does a lot of the ingratiating of this series for me i like that it did come back to exactly what i thought it would come down to elias realizing and that it went back to the story of the kid or the dream that he always had of smothering a child and that child being himself he was loved he is loved however he created this life trying to fill this emptiness that he himself it's fascinating it's very fascinating the themes of what was going on and his hope for this future and how others became involved in that to the point of he himself being trapped. And we finally get to see how it took a talking to from your great grandfather. (laughs) No, not even great grandfather, your grandfather, you know, I guess, from Elias's standpoint, be great, great, great grandfather to the one man that could slap some sense into you <laughs> did it in a manner too that I didn't even expect him to do. So enough spearing on about what I liked about the episode. Let's jump into the review. But before we do, wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever good podcast can be found, Go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback for the next show that we will be picking up, which is Halo on Paramount, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below if you want to have, if you want to leave any of your lingering thoughts on this series. In 1889, Maplewood is in an alley in a predicament that we already discussed last episode and she calls herself into our favorite corner to hide luckily there's a sack there to cover her nudity but she is definitely in a situation luckily she has a starting point healing head she gets herself arrested she's in the cell asking for him but he's he's in his own space right now he's got to confess to murder admit to his family his homosexuality and then get himself arrested and then they can have a conversation i love that she put up the satchel to cover 
you know, to make sure she had some privacy in the cell. But then as soon as she realized that Healing Head is the one that is adjacent to her, she's like, finally, what the fuck? I've been calling your name after he realizes she's the cripple that has been demanding his attention. She starts to, well, she said, (laughs) I like how she started. Do you read science fiction? Because that's where we're going. Luckily, she's able to get through to him very quickly with straight up facts and the exact same lettering on her her arm or the symbol on her arm to indicate that, yes, what I say sounds ridiculous, but I have a whole bunch of inside information I should not know and could not know unless I was or at least I have to entertain the idea that you might be telling the truth. And they had this moment of intimacy and relatability between them. And it's kind of sad that we didn't get that for all of the characters meeting. Like Weissman is pretty, pretty into his year. He never gets to interact with Maplewood or Hassan. And I kind of wish there was some of that, but I, I get why it's not, of course. But they they end up having a very quickly intimate conversation about what his life has been like this last two weeks regarding Julian Harker and how he intends to fuck up your life. And also you're being moved to Pennington prison and that's when you are going to be killed. She's freaking out because she doesn't think she's had enough time to get the message through to him. I like the moment where he asked, why did you become a cop? And she said to belong. And she asked, why did he become a cop? And he said to hide. So that once again, even though it's for different reasons, Alfred is confronted with his cowardice. And he, and that's why he and Elias actually relate to each other very well, because they both are hiding things deep-seated things about themselves that, you know, they could be more brave and confront head-on those truths. With Elias is, I'm not the best of good people. And with Healing Head, it's just his sexuality. And so this this whole uh, conversation does have an effect, right? Because when he sees Julian come into the carriage, he knows he's about to die and he has nothing to lose. And he just goes, you. And he took over that conversation. That was the highlight of the episode is when he was like, oh, you think you're the smartest man in this coach? Not today, sir. Not today. (laughs) He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Your hands right now that you're trying to act like, oh, You know, I I made the wrong choice. Fuck that. You're about to kill millions. And if I could speak to my daughter one more time, I would drag her away from you like a child at the edge of a cliff. You are poison. You are selfish. You did the most selfish thing. And you're claiming it's for love, which is bullshit (laughs) and hypocritical because this is what you do for love motherfucker you sacrifice yourself like i'm doing right now 
you did not do that and you're gonna make her fucking miserable and that's on you i just want you to know that oh why are you getting out why are you getting out what did i say something that hurt your feelings why are you running why are you running i love when he dropped his name elias what elias manix where did you hear that name it's your name motherfucker. no he said the spirit <laughs> oh he was brilliant in that scene absolutely brilliant in that scene he's like it's not too late it's not too late to change your mind he shook him to his core so he ended up becoming cold distant he couldn't even tell polly because he knew he knew because that is how do you how do you go on living your life with someone when you murdered their father father stole her love for her father and made her complicit to a scheme just so you can have your temporary idea of love no 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 you're selfish bruh <laughs> you have created nothing but misery in your wake and you have to account for that your one love is not worth the millions of other people whose love you've taken away but I understand he was brought into this world on a lie and without that impotence. And so he was never going to accomplish his goal. The future continues to unfold as we expected, but with different outcomes. Because she starts to Polly blame herself thinking we were in love. Things have changed ever since my father died she can't figure out what it is he's continuing on with his plans but it's with a sense of uh predestiny like it's it's too far gone to stop it now or he can't acknowledge the fact that it was for nothing like it, it's a lot to give up but his own reaction is exactly what allows things to unfold in a different manner polly isn't a complacent somehow never thought to ask the question that you kill my daddy uh <laughs> in the last time loop but in this one definitely because she ends up getting pregnant it's not a happy moment because to him that cements his own doomed future that he's been told now is absolutely doomed and he doesn't give the the attention she needs so she ends up accidentally finding the vault that he was working on finding the body of defoe and she realizes that this is the man that my father he admitted to killing and i need to know for the sake of un our unborn son do you have anything to do with his death and he admits that he was the one that had him killed and the response is understandable from Polly and he stops her because she's already pregnant because that's what he was waiting on. He was waiting on because he had to have her be pregnant or he wasn't going to be born. And he figured, well, you, you can't change anything. Nothing can be changed. And now you have an emotional stake in this. You have your child that you love. But when that child is born, unfortunately, she doesn't love it in the same manner that she should because she knows it was conceived in 
based upon a lie and it cost her her father they never really talked about what happened to the mother but i guess that's irrelevant because she said this is a time for us to make a new family my guess is the mother must have probably got depressed or whatever and ended up you know passing away because she's just not around uh so things continue as their relationship continues to deteriorate she's anointed she's brought into the cult but it's just very much not at all the promised life of comfort it doesn't result in the same things even going to 1941 when it's time to kill esther she's not asking which scarf do i need to make myself seem less of a threat she's more like well esther's hiding in his flat and we know what we gotta do i love my son so i'm gonna have to kill this child i fucking hate these earrings how do i die do i get to kill you because i really want to kill you that would be just and he's sitting there in the, <laughs> in the wheelchair taking this emotional abuse like forgive me man fuck you motherfucker so after the last recording last time it was all set up lovingly and she watched him do it it was more like yeah lady harker said to remove this and to do that she runs the house you definitely don't <laughs> you are now here just to ensure my line survives and is given this future that you have now promised them because that's the only thing that will get you through that type of of a uh, mental fuckery so she goes to do what she needs to do and he decides after reflecting that i am the only one that can change my fate because he even asked like i can make a different recording and she is the one that's like no like no i have to protect my legacy now so he ends up secretly recording another album and he waits for weissman whiteman to show up and he's like this is for esther wait 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 wait! before you kill me <laughs> before you kill me there's some things and he didn't tell her how she was gonna die and before she was just obliviously happy not knowing how she was gonna die so i did get a answer to that question so when he walked in, she had no clue, which is kind of also really code. But would you want to know? To know that your actions come back against you, you killed this child, and it turned out you were murdered for your egregious crimes. And he asked, Whiteman, I can change everything. Help me change everything. You're the only person that can get this somewhere safe and get it to someone named Shahar. You said Shahar Shahar? <laughs> but the fact that he got down on his knees in that moment, seeing him coughing and be like, come on, old man, hold on, hold on. I came in here to kill you. But the minute I see you as a person, not only as a person, a person full of regret and who's saying, like, I know you don't get all of the things that I'm saying, but you know that I've done things. And I'm telling you, I've done things that this can change and while your fate is sealed you can change something about the entirety of all of our fates so 
so the call when Hayden, that was kind of sad because Hayden's like, get out of the house, mom and dad, the white man got away. And he's like, my condolences, because he didn't think in his mind, I'm killing someone's parents. But for him in that moment, he's like, you killed my mom and dad. So he sends every cop out to look for him. So now he has to try to find a safe place to hide this record. He gets to our favorite crevice. He he writes uh, Pint and then Hassan. And then he, uh, which is important in the future. Then he ends up going to the Silk, which was bombed. And hides the record behind the photo, which was also very brilliant with the, the same symbol. So we all know. And he goes out in a blaze of glory instead of a hangman's noose. And I loved it. I loved it. He said, this is a copper's bar. You you can come on in. (laughs) Like, I thought that was all really gangster kind of badass with the Tommy guns. And they lit that motherfucker up. And he even lifted it up and said, my condolences. Yeah. Yeah. Because they both did lose something. Right? And... They just, they both reacted in the way they reacted. So I can't even be mad at either one because they both lost something that they loved. And they do have condolences for each other's losses. Even if they did have to, you know, things, people had to get shot and killed. But I like the, the way he went out. In the future, we saw both, uh, I like the throat, how they went to the three part. That was pretty cool. Now that we know what the symbol references, that was a good reveal. But Hassan and Defoe are still there. So they don't, they don't know if anything has been changed. They continue to go back to Long Harvest Lane, which they both rather hate because Defoe feels like he's walking over his own grave since he did watch himself die a couple of days ago. Not to mention, they still didn't give me, after having moments in the future, what the fuck was the connection between these two? They just worked for the the Perilous Chapel. That just came about. That's the questions I'm never going to get answered. But that's when they realize, oh shit, he's trying to tell me something and she can feel that her memories are being, like something's going on, something is changing, but it hasn't fully completed they still have the throat and that scene of her going back in time was so whack i didn't even need it (laughs) all you needed was to give me the line we still have the throat we need to go back to before the silk was destroyed to get this fucking record so that we can then go to the future and and they also made it seem like the throat was multifunctional so they went to the, so she goes to the future and gets the record. Then Hassan future self goes to Elias's mom's house. She's like, uh, yeah, you look a whole lot different than the last time I saw you two days ago <laughs> with that makeup. <laughs> and she ends up calling Hassan. I do like the way she was talking to herself, like Shaz, like, what the fuck? How you know me? (laughs) Get rid of those kids. Come on. It's not like you don't know how. Turn on the sirens. Tell them to fuck off. 
She's like, get me off a speaker. Stop asking who this is because you should realize or recognize your own voice, even though it's weird. Don't freak out when you see me. And I don't know how, which we call it's like, what's going on? Sir, Elias, you know shit's going on for the future. You know you were given that second number and you see in that window, like everybody else, that that's a freaking uh, Hassan (laughs) 2.0. So she tells him about the trigger and that uh, to put her back on speaker so she can talk to Elias like, hey, I'm from the future that you said was better. Trust me, you killed my son, Jawad. And then Hassan in the car is like, no. (laughs) I might have been choking the boy out, but I get it. She also feels very emotionally attached to this kid and empathetic for his situation and knows that he's a victim just as much as as anyone would be. And so she says, if you don't want to hear it from me, maybe you'll hear it from someone else. And that's when she's able to play the last record where he tells him, look, I still have that dream, even at the end of my life of that small boy. And I've all like, this is, this is the moment. Like you can't ignore what you've always known, what you always will know. There is no, like you can find love. Sure. But it's a selfish kind of love. And you know, you could do the selfless thing and you need to do the selfless thing. And it's about time that we did do it. You are loved because there is a love of yourself. It's a, it's a love of, of, um, existence to be born is to be loved. I suppose. I don't know. That's just me trying to Oprah it. (laughs) whatever he gets out of the car and he ends up ripping up the thing i don't know why he had to announce it so if i call this number (laughs) that's where it got a little weak for me but he rips it up and then she thanks him and she hugs him and that was very real for him because hassan was the one thing that the one saving grace, I think that that changed a lot for this person's life, but it it was a group effort from the detectives who all were assigned to this case and wanted to get down to the mystery of it and had the integrity of self to get down to the mystery of it all. Because he says, why her? Out of all people, why her? And then... Just as his mother comes out and hugs him, uh, he finally gets that that moment because his mother did love him. His father did love him. He was, you know, he was just lied to by everyone, including himself. And just at that moment, he disappears along with the older Hassan because the loop has finally been broken which is great. I love when she looked over at her like, oh, you're going to be happy now (laughs) after all the shit I've been through. And then you have this moment where she's just in her kitchen and it's like those moments before didn't happen. Because then I was thinking, wait a minute, is Sarah and Hassan going to remember? But it doesn't seem like they do. Like it it was for a moment they remembered and then things kind of reasserted themselves. (laughs) 
I'm sure in uh in in the Flash they had a, a good yeah they even explained like the timeline's got a moment where it's a little shaky before it solidifies once again. And she ends up making her dad's party. Her partner's alive. Everything's back to normal. Like all the timelines are all where they still meet the people because he meets Whiteman. He meets uh, Esther and lets her get away with stealing. Uh, We got Alfred meeting his love. Because he took a photo of him being kind. And that's their story. And then she me- she makes her dad's party. And then she talks about how it could be really crazy out in the world. And things could blow up at any time. And they have this song on about just uh, something about a day. I didn't catch it all. But what I was more surprised was, was the fact that Maplewood was driving the cab. In 2023, and the letters KYL did appear on the skyscraper. So what is this new future that they've made or this new branch of a new future now that that loop has been done? Seeing it like a tree, everything else would have continued on. But this is a special branch of a tree. So this is a special, if you believe in the multi multiverse (laughs) multi-timeline type of theory uh, that I prefer to go with because it's easier when I think of branches than trying to figure it out any other manner so this is a branch from the tree even though the other branch would have kept going anyway and does that mean that we have we're gonna have a group of superheroes in the future superhero detectives (laughs) Because how does Maplewood know Hassan's name? Because she calls her on a first name basis. Well, she called her Shahara, but she called her Hassan. Or did she call her Shahara? I think she may have. I gave this episode a 9.3 out of 10. As I said at the top, the portrayals, the cast, she gave themselves a round of applause because they did a lot of the work here. The timey-wimey stuff was definitely... I liked seeing it. It definitely made more mystery of the story arcs that were going on. That I liked everyone and rooted for everyone is a solid testament to the performances. I have rambled on enough. We do have mail in the feedback. So let's hop to it. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Bodies finale. Don't know if it's the season finale or the series finale, but it's the finale. And it definitely didn't go the way I thought it would go. And it definitely left a lot more questions and answers. And um, yeah, they did leave the door open for possible season two um with that ending but we shall see um but i will say before i get started that i wanted to go back i did finally listen to your feedback i wanted to make sure i listened to that before i gave my thoughts and all that good stuff just to see if you 
might have some clear picture about certain situations or certain um, things that happened that I wasn't seeing. Um, and so, but one of the things you had said in response to my feedback, I just wanted to clarify something real quick. Um, I did not, I wasn't, when I was saying that about Hilling Head, I wasn't saying that in, in respect to him throwing ash under the bus. To be honest, I wasn't thinking of it as, oh yeah, if he, he needs to, you know, frame ash for this for the murder i was more thinking along the lines of there has to be another way um but of course i know it was all supposed to play out the way it played out i get that but that was just a frustrating part for me because it was like it was so extreme of options that it had i just felt like there had to be other ways to go about it that didn't throw ash under the bus but also protected his family if that made sense i just felt like he left his family vulnerable with that decision and then of course what ended up happening happening and I know that was supposed to happen that was the whole point of it but that's what I mean that was the whole point of it he he left his family in the vulnerable position um and so where he couldn't do anything about anything um because he's in jail and then you know he ended up getting murdered so that was my frustration it was like what good is doing that if you're gonna just leave you know the your daughter and your wife to the wolves and to whatever I, I mean the ash part of it really didn't factor in as much as you were you know making it out I wasn't that wasn't where my mind was going it wasn't to throw him under the bus and compromise his moral compass to you know just just to make sure he's there for his family no that's not where I was going with that um I wasn't clear obviously when I was making those statements I was more just invested in how it left his wife and daughter vulnerable and I also wanted to um I was cracking up with you um continuing to uh advance Mannix in his age first he was what 53 and then later on you're like he's 65 and then later on, he was 85. I'm like, damn, that man aged like 30 years <laughs> in a matter of 15 minutes. So I thought that was funny. You had me cracking up on that part. But yes, I do understand the decision he made. I just didn't like it. I felt like I, I just, again, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you had to play out the way it played out. I just, it was just frustrating to me that it left his family vulnerable and you know I'm, I'm big on family again ash was just a small portion of my thought process um anyways um i just felt there could have been a way to achieve both but mm, we'll never know anyways um actually we do know well he still died um so back to this finale um Hmm. Well, we answered the question or they well sort of answered the question, which still was didn't make any sense to me. But it's like, whatever. So she ends up in jail, um, which she couldn't have known that. I just don't know what was the rationale behind sending her back when she wasn't going to be able to walk or do anything productive. Um you know, outside of, you know, they made it work, they were creative in how it ended up being the way it was, you know, but still, 
she didn't know that when she was going back that she, they were going to put her in jail and then Helen Head was going to be at that jail, you know, that kind of thing. But it worked out. So it worked out the way it was supposed to. Um, she gives, so that starts the chain reaction of the different timeline, basically, because this time when he, um, confronts, um, Mannix in the, in the, in the buggy thing, um, on his way to prison, um, he spooks him this time. I really thought he wasn't going to kill him this time around. I thought it was going to be, he spooked him enough to where he wasn't, he was like, hold on, I need to re rethink some things, but no, he still had him killed. Um, <laughs> but after that, that, you know, that whole, that started the chain reaction. So what Maplewood said to Hillinghead, who then said to Mannix, Barker, Harker, whatever his name is at that time, um, which got, that started them on a different path because now, whereas before he was loving towards Polly and very affectionate, now he could, he just questioned everything and questioned even more. And that's where the regret came in. But then I'm like, that's but because what you said was correct i don't remember him feeling regret in that first you know the, what we were seeing none of, none of what he was saying was regretful so how did they get the he was full of regret but i'm like they couldn't have gotten from this one because when he's full of regret and he mixed the the second record which gets to elias um which stops him from going through with the bomb i'm like well if he did that then how did all this other stuff happen because that stopped everything and that erased him from existence to where because that's when he was full of regret but when he was full of the regret i don't know but yeah it was just it's just yeah that part didn't make sense to me it's like i mean because you because you pointed it out and then i really hone in on that um with the finale it's like yeah he only had the regret when Helen had said what he said to him and then they went through that timeline of him and Polly not being loving towards one another and you know that snowballing and, and being bitter she, she's being bitter and all that good stuff so um and I also like what you have said about um the future I did feel like we didn't spend as much time there that that part got rushed and we spent a lot of more time in the past versus um the future and that so there's some things left and maybe that was intentional now that i saw we saw the ending maybe you know they left that open-ended or you know fuzzy or you know hazy for a reason because of um what could potentially be season two um so there's that and then i'm like so it's interesting how they i mean i don't know about you but i was thinking because there's so many different rules to time travel to where oh yeah you can't coexist in the same space so when at the at the end when hassan you know hugged herself i was like oh, okay so in this one we can be occupied the same space at the same time because I know in some other time travel, you, know, you you wipe yourself from existence or you do something wonky to yourself. If you see your future self or you interact with your future self, you know, we've seen them all. 
Um, so I was curious how they were going to play that one. But this one, they were able to interact with each other and all of that stuff. So I liked how... Oh, yeah, you, you did mention in your feedback to uh, in your podcast, I should say, in, my, in response to about the reason why I said that what I said about that being um, I, I was coming from a, from a from a social work aspect of it, because because there wasn't that's just not the time, even if she was open to it, because you just don't know what. Yeah, she had a they had a moment. She the mom had regrets. I, I I saw all that. But at the same time, it's one thing to have this abstract, you know, thoughts and feelings because you don't think that you'll come across or have a opportunity and you didn't. And like and I like what you said, too, about um, she should have called. So, yeah, to me, that would have. That would have I would have been like, hey, let me, you know, just step aside real quick. I would have even told him I was calling the mom. I would have just, you know, found her an excuse to take a moment. It's like, yeah, I gotta um do, you know, make a phone call real quick, call the mom, see where she's at. Like, hey, I got you know Elias with me. Um, he really would like to see you and gauge her reaction from there. So, yeah, I I mean, that's a good middle ground because I just felt like that wasn't the right decision to make to just bring that on her and have that all happen because she doesn't know the woman like that. Yes, she said some things, but people change their mind when people is different. Like I said, when it's, uh, you know, something you just you think it'll never happen. But then it's another thing to have something, a thing staring you in the face. And now you got to make a decision and you just don't know if you're ready. I mean, that's not fair to spring that on her like that. So, you know, it's just one of those things. So that's, again, what I meant. But I I like your response about her calling. Yeah, that would have definitely, I would have felt different if she had done that. But then again, it wouldn't have played out the way it played out, blah, blah, blah. So it is what it is. It was supposed to She's supposed to make that decision in order for it to spring everything else into action. So, and of course, the part about when Elias disappears. Uh, and so that's like, yep, it's all over and done with. I'm, I am curious about the Defoe stuff in the future. I felt I'm with you. I mean, I was agreeing with you a lot in your feedback, except for when you were talking crap about me. But um, about um, the whole connection between Hassan and Defoe, they didn't explore that too much. And maybe they're going to do that in another season. But I would have liked to have seen that, too, because I felt like that was that was just there without any understanding of how we got from 2023 to 2053. There wasn't a lot of exploration with that that I would have liked to have seen. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the record, it's just funny to me how all of that had to align. I mean, of course, Hassan, we, everyone just goes back in time. Nobody, and I feel like maybe again, that could be a part of another season if they're doing another season is to go forward versus going back. Cause yes, we've only seen everyone going back in time versus going 
forward in time. Um, so we see Hassan going back to tell her past self about the, and get the record and go through all that that we saw. So that was fascinating. Um, what else do I want to point out real quick? Oh, Whitehead. Uh, yeah, I like, I ended up liking, I mean, I was, I side eyeing him for a minute, but I liked Whitehead the whole time, the whole series, the whole season. Um, he was just one of those, he's been through a lot, you know, you're a Jew in a place where you're not, you know, you're being discriminated against and you're trying to find your place and you just, you're, you could be bitter and frustrated with your, with the way the world is. Um, and so I liked, I liked him. Um, and of course I definitely liked when he found his, you know, found Esther and that whole dynamic happened. And so I, his part in it, I was very, that was very, I liked that this in the finale about him changing all of it. I mean, he was a catalyst to changing all of it once um, Elias uh, recorded that secret recording. And that was smart of of Whitehead to even though it was like sprung on him. And I mean, he was still smart enough to know that what was being said to him was important and was vital. And that, and especially when he brought up Esther that this would save Esther um he didn't understand and he wasn't meant to but he knew that what needed to be done and he did it but damn it if that dude I was like that's what the third time we seen him get killed (laughs) so I was like damn he's gonna die again so we gotta watch that again and this time it's more brutal than the last so I don't know and then of course, Helen had as everyone ended up still meeting their their demise just in a different way. Um, so, but yeah, I, I yeah, and I and I of course I wasn't just like you said I wasn't saying this was equivalent to Dark. I was just saying it reminded me the certain things that was going on reminded me of Dark. Um, but yeah, by no stretch of the imagination is this equivalent to that uh, I mean I don't think anything can surpass that rabbit hole of epic proportion <laughs> that we went down and all that good stuff that was that was fun and crazy and uh it's kind of hard to duplicate that kind of wild ride that we went on with that show um I think that's all I have for this one uh I mean I still enjoyed it I thought it was fun um, trying to figure out how we're, how we we're gonna get to the end, and um, um, I'm again, I mean, I guess I'm gonna leave this feedback really not knowing how I felt about it. I I, I don't know. I just it just I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you'll be better. You'll be able to articulate it better. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like, it was nothing like that. It was, it was just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just can't put my finger on, um, what it is that this, this finale left me with. Um, so on that note, 
Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on our final episode. I'm I'm so with you on the, this needs to be a season two. <laughs> I don't see anything about any plans for a season two, but shit, I didn't see anything about plans for a season two on another show that I really liked. They probably canceled it now, but they ended up giving that way more seasons than I thought they would ever because <laughs> it seemed like something I would watch and it this show did get mixed to favorable reviews and it seemed to be viewed a lot on the platform so I think I want to see more of Defoe, Hassan, and Maplewood. I think those three going forward the other two we had those arcs but those three particularly have been through a time machine and I want to see more of some time machine adventures and I think they can make it happen there were other parts of this cult that was aware of time travel so we 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 got we got plenty of material I'm sure we can bring out for a season two and I want it. Now about talking about you, <laughs> I was not talking about you. I was rebuttaling your response, which I don't fully remember, but it was a rebuttal. It's never about you. <laughs> I know you're just being funny. I love my daughter pretends like she doesn't hear me recording when I'm recording. And then she opens the door anyway, and then stands there and pretends like she didn't know that I was recording sitting here. What do you want? nothing oh yes you got your fizzy water awesome just couldn't wait to not tell me that <laughs> she doesn't care she's she just like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna come in here when i want to <laughs> i don't care if you record or not it's just when she lies to me be like i didn't know you were recording i'm like yeah you didn't hear my voice outside the door you know you did anyway um <laughs> Uh, I do agree with your point, though. I, yeah. Could he have found a different manner? Sure. Sure. I'm not sure what I, what that would be, but I def that's a fair point. The plan for Maplewood going back, I agree, also was fairly sparse. She just said, fuck it, went into the time machine, <laughs> didn't think about any of the schematics. None of them did. And one is an actual professor in time travel. So there is no excuse for why we did not have at least somewhat of a plan. And that Hassan knew it started with Healing Head. I didn't think that we needed to go into that car for her to see the thing to know that that's where she needed to go. Like, let's go to where the great grandfather or she may have thought, should I go to Polly? They, they didn't think about a plan. And that's where some of the schematics don't follow through. But like I said, when I'm enjoying something, I can forget the schematics. <laughs> As we did plenty of times, at least I did with the Flash. <laughs> I'm like, this don't make no sense. There's a lot of plot holes, but I'm having fun. Uh, Yeah, I would have definitely preferred that they knew to go to Hillinghead because it was very obvious. One conversation uh, wasn't going to do it to get him to change his mind. So I'm, I'm okay. I, or I don't think you were debating that at any point, but I like that it wasn't, he didn't change his mind right then and there that he would double down and continue to go through. Cause I've already, I've already traveled through time. I've already made the cult. It's been a couple of years. 
I've done everything that needs to. Now you're going to tell me I'm going to be denied my prize and it's all for fucking nothing? Yeah, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. But it's good. Alfred, his grandfather had great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, had the last laugh. Because he, in that point, it's about denial. And then at the end of your life, when you know you're about to die, that's when regret usually sets in. <laughs> Even though I think regret set in the minute he walked back in the room, saw Polly's face and said, fuck. <laughs> I agree. I think once you create time travel, things are up in the air. They didn't make any rules for time travel in this show. So I've, I think they just built in a, there are no rules, whatever we say applies. And that's also fair. <laughs> Cause if you, there's one thing, if you put rules in there, then you have to stick to the rules. If you don't put any rules in there, you'd be like, ah, you know, we're going to do what we do. And you're just going to come along and enjoy the journey. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that part. Um, here's the real question. Who still has record players from 2020 in 2023? I feel like at some point the cult could have transferred those files into a, into a MP3 so that it would be easier. (laughs) That's also what got to me. I do love Whiteman's character because I think for a long time he's been, he got into the police force to exploit and he finally came down to one good deed and he, and he went out like a gangster. Yeah, I agree. Seeing his death three times was a little rough, but the third time that was my favorite time because I, he went out, he went out like a boss. He had a cigar, he had his drink. He said, I did my one fucking good deed. And yeah, he made the sacrifice that changed everything. So yeah, no, he was, he was bomb ass. We didn't think he would be the one to come through, but he had, he had a really big part to play. And I don't think when the series started, I would have real, I would have thought he was playing the part that he was playing. And I think it's lovely that love was not explored just in a romantic sense that they did connect the love of just um, a familial bond. And I think that is all I have to say. Yeah. A really good series as far as fun to watch it better than other things we watched. And uh, I can't wait to, see if we get the story further explored but i'm glad that we got the story that was was given so enough rambling if you want to send feedback again on the new show we're doing on paramount which is halo show i know little about the jumping into <laughs> so that's gonna be fun and i'll be in i'll for once if you join in shy we'll be in the same same place i, I don't know nothing about halo except that it's a game that's it. I think I tried to read what the synopsis was and the third sentence I got confused. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to let the show tell me. 
Blackergatchet.gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>